All right, welcome to another episode of the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Tyler Merger joining me again, August 14th, 2022. Tyler went away from triple digits here, episode 99, the warm sap edition. I guess we'll say that's the one that stands out to me right away. So, uh, ready to bring it to you. Have a little different. We'll kind of get into some of the changes here on the Fat Boy Fadeaway, some of the kind of exciting things that happened this last week. So uh, before we do, uh, how was your week this week, my man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Went to a Giants game. I wish they played the Pirates every game. They'd be a lot better. Um, My son turns 10 next weekend. Fat Boy Fadeaway turns triple digits. So we're going double digits one generation, triple digits next. I'm excited. We got big things going for us right now. And we'll get, well, and let's get into that a little bit more. Let's kind of touch on that a little bit. So last week we announced, uh, kind of right after our last podcast, that we were going to be joining Variety Sports Network. Uh, met with them, and they uh, it's going to be great. They're going to provide us with what we're looking for, which is to kind of grow, get on more platforms, um, get an opportunity to join on with some of their shows, like I was able to do on Friday with Logan and Josh on the seventh inning stretch and talk baseball. And talk with people they're out of well, Logan's in Texas, Josh was in Missouri, but get a chance to kind of just broaden the horizon a little bit and uh, meet new people and talk sports, which is kind of why we did this podcast to begin with. It's kind of crazy to think like where it's kind of gone, but we're just excited to join them and um, some of the other shows that are on there as well. Like I said, Seventh Inning Stress, I've been watching, and I obviously the far end of the bench podcast that I, we've watched them as well. So kind of just and after meeting with them it's kind of just kind of it's going to be a good there's no pressure to it it's going to be low-key and I think they kind of have what we want the shows the way they talk and the way they kind of do things and I think it'll be a good direction for us so I'm excited to uh kind of join as they put it the web a little bit there so uh it'll be good yeah as far as I'm concerned it seems like a perfect fit I watched the episode of you on the seventh inning stretch very interesting the way that it's a lot different than things we do, but it's still like it has it. I, I loved it. It was cool to hear. How'd you, how was it being on it? We're going to do it Monday, I hear. Yeah, an L version of it. Yeah, it was good. They forgot I was an Ace fan, so that was kind of funny, but we got into that part of it. So, yeah, it was good. Like, they're just different perspective, uh, the way look, they look at the game. And though he went hard on Fernando Tatis, which we'll get into in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it was exciting to kind of, uh, it was exciting to be on a podcast too, where the guys really enjoyed talking baseball the whole time. So that was kind of fun as well. Like, deep, excuse me, deep dive into it. So yeah. I, you say I don't excited. enjoy talking baseball. What are we talking about here? What? Are you saying I don't like talking about baseball? No, what I mean was just deep, like all in, like we were going like over every team and stuff like that. So it was kind of good to like do that. We usually kind of look at like a shorter uh, perspective. Of it. So it's kind of nice to be able to just like do a longer podcast and kind of go and uh, just talk a little bit more about it. But yeah. Overall, it's going to be good for us to join Variety Sports Network and be part of the team. So I'm looking forward to kind of jumping on with some of the other shows and hopefully having some of the guys on our podcast as well. So like I said, Tyler and I will be on another one of the Variety Network shows, seventh inning stretch on Monday. So hopefully catch us out there. So with that said, I also want to thank some of the people that have helped us grow there as well, like the originals that we always give thanks to. Like They know who they are, but we just want to shout them out as well uh like for just kind of like oh like you said keeping us interested keeping us going like our p sharks our savages who shouted us out our ryan harris's 
our guys like that from Let's Be Real, Brian, Adam, all, our friends like that. That just kind of kept us going. So we talked about that last week, but just special thanks to them. And now we're excited to take the next step for the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. And with that said, Tyler, let's get into the sports here a little bit on the Fat Boy Fadeaway episode 99 here. I feel like this week there was, it, it kind of started out and felt like there was going to be, it was kind of slow a little bit, right? Because we kind of had the Vince Stoli kind of the sad news last week. And then I feel like Sunday hit, you know, just a lot of, lot of things got to happen right after that. So let's kind of get it, do an early bonanza here a little bit of like what happened, news and notes of the week, uh, kind of opposite style of we usually do here. Um, Serena Williams, right off the bat, I want to touch on her. She retired. That was a little, but to me, that was some big news. Right, She has one more tournament right left, right? One more time, but she's announcing her retirement. I'm gonna, we're going to talk more about her as she goes, but that, to me, was a quick little story I wanted to get into with her. It doesn't even matter to me if you say she's the greatest women's player or whatever. All I think about when I think of Serena Williams is this. It, I, might, I guess it's a sexist in some way, but I, that's the, that, she made me want to watch women's sports. Even if it was like her against another, that's it wasn't like a team, but like I wasn't watching WNBA, I wasn't turning on other sports. Best Serena Williams was playing, I was watching. So that kind of tells me how special she was, and just like, just the I don't know, just me understanding how my, my mind works in that regard. And I wanted to turn on the event to see her play, and so uh, it'll be cool to see her in her last event. Hope she she wins it, but uh, yeah, just a little shout out to Serena Williams there, uh, maybe one of the greatest players we've ever seen in my opinion she's the greatest woman's player of all time uh, from what i've seen i think she made women's tennis to me watchable like you said the thing that stands out to me also is like how she dressed she wore like just different stuff it wasn't just the little short skirts where there's like one suits looking like cat woman out cat there suit, the cat suit. yeah i just, wear my grandma those thick thighs cat woman like, out there. <laughs> yeah she, <laughs> crazy athlete super strong oh man she played different it was just a different animal when she was playing she was bigger faster stronger and better think, think about it, it was like lebron first... james playing tennis at a woman's tennis level almost, her power was yeah her yeah, power speed was. and um i know a lot of people say like well it wasn't for her serve you know whatever yeah but who cares it's part of that's the game. part of the game what do you mean exactly. it wasn't for her serve it's crazy, and the longevity. She won her first one in 1999 against Martina Tengis. So that tells you, and she's still, like, playing to this day and a tough sport to play that long. And so uh, congrats to her. Totally understandable uh, that she wants to hang them up after all these years. Um, and that would be, be pretty special if she could pull it out. I feel like she – players like her, too, she did have a little bit of a tantrum as well. And I feel like with McEnroe, you know, they, that kind of is part of tennis a little bit. And the fans kind of kind of endear that. You get some criticism as well. But if it does kind of – I don't think it's all – you know, if you're that good, it doesn't really at the end of the day affect it too much. But, I, I, you know, that is part of the kind of drama of individual sports like that as well. You really stand out like that. And you're putting all your emotions on the line. So shout out to Serena Williams. I'm sure we'll get into more of her as that uh, U.S. Oh, Open approaches. I have a question but, for you. Yeah. Serena Williams being a little sister and you having a little brother. Yeah. Do you think there's an advantage to being the little brother, little sister, or do you think it's like when it comes to athletics? I don't know. I mean, because Curry's the oldest and like that didn't always work in that favor. And like Jason Giambi was the oldest and like, uh, you know, Jose could, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it always matters, but I hear you. It does. I think there can be 
No, I'm asking you. I don't really have an opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it really matters at all. I think no. it's just kind of pure luck. But you're right. I think there's at times where it does matter a little bit, like you, like maybe Peyton and Eli. Learn. Eli, I don't know. I don't know where the dynamics are. Yeah, he's the big Yeah. Um, but all right, let's keep it going here. Going it up Next there. bonanza here, Serena Williams. And we'll get her like some more US Open in September. All right, Fernando Tatis, junior, uh, junior suspended 80 games for uh, PEDs. Um, we were joking on the seventh inning stretch. I couldn't even say the drug. I looked. I literally looked it up to the point where, like, I tried to get an audio reading of it because I couldn't pronounce it. Like, it's like collaborative stroll or something like that. Three guys have tested for it before. Freddie Galvis, D. Gordon, <laughs> another ex <laughs> Major League Baseball dad, and then uh, Tatis Jr. But it was funny. I couldn't find the the ruling of it, so I just call it cholesterol. But I know that that's not what it's called. So. <laughs> you have too high cholesterol. So I know that's not what it is, but they took a PED of cholesterol. But anyways, he got suspended for 80 games. That kills him. I think it's 48 this year, 32 that, uh, going into the next year. But this year, to me, it, it's just a killer because, like I said, it's they had all the momentum, I felt like. I know they got swept by the Dodgers, but they had this little carrot, like, oh, we still have Tatis come in. And, you know, there is that little – maybe I'll get a little jolt there. But I feel like now uh, – now with uh, Clevenger coming out and uh, Machado saying, well, we, had, we were doing fine without him anyways, it, you know, they're going to be a little burned by it. I'm sure the bridge will go at the end of the day. But your thoughts on Tatis Jr.? It's just uh, stupid. It sucks for Major League Baseball. I think you guys brought it up on seven inning strikes it just sucks for baseball. I don't really care about the Padres as a whole. I think they can still make the playoffs and be dangerous in the playoffs because they do have some good starting pitching. And with Machado and Soto, they're dangerous. But you add Tatis, it's a whole different animal. But it sucks for Major League Baseball. This guy was the future. This guy was the guy they were pinning their hopes and dreams of, like, the next guy. And do you think it really does, though? Can, like, I didn't get a chance to say but like, it. Like, does, I'm it trying. has to. If it doesn't, then – I'm gonna be. I'm gonna bring it up all the time because I'm a Bonds guy, and he was held against him. So like, it has to be. If so it just, isn't, then it's just a bunch of hypocrites talking. Yeah. What do you think about my theory that he's so young and he's on that Hall of, Hall of Fame, uh, you know, trajectory that where, you know, somebody might say they kind of forget over time, right? He's 38. He's he's ready to go. He's got the numbers. Um, oh, he's still a great guy, a great humanitarian at that point. Like, you, you get my point, like. I mean, oh, I the, vote, the voters yeah, I have it. changed. You know what I mean? Like Bonds gets in at that point, at like a year before on some award or something. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, because he's young enough, I'm not sure how our society. Like, I feel like there's a chance he still gets in. I, I believe, yeah, I believe that because as the voters, these older voters are going to go away, and it's going to be a younger, like people who grew Jeff up Dassin's with the, the steroid world. era, who favorite players play in the steroid era. But I'm still always going to be like when people bring him up. Well, yeah, no, I hear you. He did this. Do these, like, I don't know. Just I'll uh, hold it against him forever. Are the Padres done as a result? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, as far as World Series can under, yeah, but I think they'll still make the playoffs. All right. So, Hall of Fame, you say no, he still can make it. You think there's yeah. a chance. Padres, you say they're, you're saying they're not done either. But I think it, this is where it's the problem. I think it kills him as a marketable, as the most marketable guy, as the guy. Who is the next guy then now? Betts? I think Betts should always be the guy. I think he's a good guy. Well, I think Betts LA. is like the guy now almost. You're saying But they don't the market future, him good. The baseball sucks at this. That's the problem with baseball. <laughs> Betts should be the guy right now. Like, there is no guy right now, which is why baseball is so down. 
All right, let's go to a sport that's not down then. Let's go to let's keep it moving here. We got Warriors, little Warriors news here. I just want to break up, uh, get started here. Uh, Grizzlies, Warriors, Christmas Day. It's big news, especially uh, given the fan base uh, that we enjoy talking to. Uh, Half our fan base is from Memphis. <laughs> I enjoy that one. Everybody looking forward to it. And I love your tweet that you said you instigated. You know what? We're like, <laughs> Oh, for Grizzlies you gotta, you gotta fans, it will be, uh, for Grizzlies fans, it will be a championship game. For Warriors fans, it will just be another regular season. Game. I didn't say fans; I said the Warriors. The okay, fans well, would take it seriously. I just like the Warriors don't care about regular season. Games. But if the Warriors did lose, the Twitter fans wouldn't take it seriously. They'd be like, "What well, a real championship! Who cares about exactly?" So there's one that point. So I look forward to that, and then of course we have to have the King on ring night for the Warriors championship. Uh, the, the ceremony going up, uh, the banner and all that, um, number four and with the Curry era. Uh, that'll be exciting. So Warriors, little schedule news there. Um, what do you think about the Grizzlies uh, getting the Christmas day? Everybody wanted that, the big rivalry, yeah. I feel like, going into the season. Your thoughts? The NBA did it right. This is who they should have played. This was the best team they played last year. And as far as I'm concerned, I think they're the biggest threat to the Warriors next year. I mean, I understand where people would say the Clippers because Kawhi's coming back. But if you're, I just don't trust Paul George, even though he played great last year. But as a, there was no pressure on him to play. Well. How do you no. trust Kawhi too? I mean, no. <laughs> what? You can't really trust Kawhi. He's not to stay healthy, crazy. not at all. But when he plays, he's always dominant. It's not like. For sure. But yeah, I think they did it right. As far, I don't know about. I don't like the opening game against the Lakers. I was. The Lakers weren't involved at all. I just don't like that, but it is what it is. It's not a big deal. But as far as the Grizzlies, Warriors, it could be the That's prime the game. That's, That's it's the best the game for the schedule. They have the to NBA, do it. And the NBA could be real assholes to the Memphis fan base and set that game at 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They won't do that. It's going to be prime time. Like 9 o'clock fans in Memphis, they'd be like, this is messed up, man. We're not going to be able to make it that far. <laughs> And, but they better not screw over the West Coast fans and make that a 12.30 start. Or They're going to make it a 12.30. Oh, that pisses me off. When they make that, I go, I'm going over to the, I'm going over to my aunt and uncle's over at 12.30. This doesn't time. This doesn't work. This doesn't do it's well. My, it's perfect for me. No, I love 12.30. Christmas no, Day games. It's before Christmas, after the present, or before dinner, after the present. No, I need the, I need the 7 o'clock game. That's the one I need. The very end of the night. They're not putting a 7 o'clock game. <laughs> they're not. I know they're not. But anyways, that's the big news with the Warriors. The Lakers won. It's kind of interesting they had a team. Somebody said that they make the playoffs on that. <laughs> it's, it it's not make sense. It's like, bring, it's it's, it's, is Greg going to go Lakers. over and hand LeBron and Greg? It's like, thank you, Clutch. Thank <laughs> you, Clutch Sports. <laughs> you did it all for it is so weird i i know it like t-shirt i can't tell him tweet you back i thought you know i understand what he's saying too and i get it where he's like at the end of the day they're gonna play hard against each other and just like how me and you would i get like we would probably hate but like it is kind of more fun when they do have like more off the field stuff but whatever that it is what it is on that part of it um the other thing i kind of wanted to get into uh our other thing here fifth thing here going on is the NBA retiring Bill Russell's jersey. We talked about Bill Russell last week, but the week, but after the new, after the week or after our podcast news broke that they're going to retire his jersey. Obviously the only sport I'm aware of that doing this, that in is like the sport, yeah, that yeah. number for the whole entire sport where nobody else can wear it except for the players that are currently wearing it is uh, baseball with Jackie Robinson, number 42. So the NBA will be doing the same thing with number six 
where nobody will be able to wear it except for the people that are currently wearing it. Uh, I thought I think I mean, that's only me, one guy. Well, I think there actually there was like twenty of the twenty guys, but a lot of them are just no namers that you have, <laughs> haven't heard of at all. Like there's literally like no, like some of these guys you haven't heard of at all. They probably might not even make the league. Uh, the NBA might even be like, yeah, let's not give this up. Uh, but anyways, I mean, one of the highest honors, if not like the highest honor for your sport in some ways, if you can't, like you're getting your whole jersey. I mean, yeah, you can name the MVP after you and all that, but you, nobody can even wear your jersey number even anymore. So just your thoughts on that. Um, I think it's well-deserved. I don't know why he had to die for it to happen. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest conundrum mm-hmm. with it. Um, but yeah, I think it's well-deserved. I'm all for it. Who's the third most famous number six after Bill Russell and LeBron James? Eddie Jones? Eddie's a great choice. I love Eddie Jones is a low-key, one of my favorite players. I still <laughs> have his like uniform or uniform card because I love Eddie Jones that much. I'm Can I give a quick that. story about Eddie Jones? When wasn't I the, the, the guy, on, wasn't Antonio Daniels number six, I feel like? Well, See, that's sure about Antonio Daniels' career. But uh, quick, when Kobe Bryant was a rookie and – Eddie Jones was on the Lakers as well. The video game graphics were so bad. I couldn't tell who Eddie Jones was and Kobe was based on the number because the six looked like an eight. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, you're like, here's some other greats at war. Julius Irving, pretty good. No, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, uh, Patrick Ewing, pretty good, I guess. And then, Patrick of course, Ewing didn't wear six. That's what it said in the picture of him. Well, <laughs> Maybe early six. audio. Maybe early audio wasn't sick. No, uh, didn't wear sick. Maybe no, game. Aaron Afalo. Who can forget that? That was also a good number. There. The there UCLA some, great? Yeah, Porzingis. Some, there's some random guys there. Uh, the guy from the Bulls now, he wore number six. So anyways, um, what do you think about the NBA Like, I was thinking, like, could this happen in, like, another sport? Or, like, is, who, is there – how do you get a number retired? And I feel like for these guys, it's not just them playing on the, on the field no, because no. if you did that, Michael Jordan's number would be retired and all that stuff. So like, I was thinking like hockey, like, like Gretzky, but like, has he really done anything yeah, like to where you retire? It's like cold number or something like, you know, I guess for like great passes, you retire. <laughs> this is never like for all time. I was thinking Jim Brown, maybe NFL. That was like, maybe if that happened, like, but like, again, like does it take death for that to happen? I don't know. So. We'll see, but I thought that was kind of interesting news uh, and very cool to see his number retired. You don't get that very often. Yeah. Like I said, Jackie Robinson, the only other one uh, ever. So um, I mean, look at the two guys who have their numbers retired. They were uh, like the first to be the great, like of their field. Like it's just obvious. You have to do humanity, humanitarian work, and you have to just be a trendsetter. Like not a trendsetter. That sounds like you're a like LeBron. A, like a quick little thing like a set the tone for the whole generation and generations to come and that's yeah. what Jackie and Bill Russell did yeah it seems hard to see like that happening you know what I mean like it's, it's right now it's just hard to envision that I'm sure it will it's just kind of we're in the present of the moment so it's hard to see somebody else coming on to make that happen like that but I'm yeah, sure it will you can't be an original anymore everyone's yeah, just hard. a copycat of and just times are a little bit different in that regard It'd be funny if LeBron, be such a LeBron thing to come out and be like, I will honor the wrestle with this. Like, you know what I mean? And I will not, like, I will not wear it. Like, be such a LeBron thing to come out and, like, kind of make a big deal of, like, this number deal in some way or something. I could see him 
You know what I mean? Like some like I tweet or something like that. Where he makes How does every story come back to LeBron in the NBA? It always does because he's just like, he always feels like he has to get in the way with it because he's number six. He's number six. He's number six. Uh, all right, rare little question here with number 42. Who was the last guy in baseball to wear it? I know Mo did it. Um, Mo who? Rivera. Okay, who's the other one? Who was the second guy? You had the name right. Come on, you just said it. <laughs> what? Mo Vaughn? You just said it. Mo Vaughn. <laughs> Two Mo's. Those were, those were the last guys to wear 42. Um, so I thought that was a little fun, just a little fun trivia question there. All right. Um, we're going to get into the NFL preseason here in a second. We got the Niners. We got um, we got a little bit of action here with some rookie QBs going on. I love always the hype, Tyler, of the rookie QBs after game one or two. Oh, I'm buying in. So we're going to get into that a little bit here in a second. But first, for the first time here on Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports, Tyler, we get to do a little ad thing here for our uh, for our show here for Variety Sports, and we're sponsored by uh, Row One Brand. Uh, I actually was on their uh, website yesterday checking it out. They actually got, you know me, I'm like kind of a nerd for obviously looking behind me. Any type of memorabilia I can like post up, take, you know, their old stuff, especially like ticket stubs I have. So I'm on row one brand yesterday, checking it out, looking at Raider stuff, you know, thinking of my dad a little bit with the NFL getting ready to start. And sure enough, they have some Raider ticket stubs available that they can blow up put on your wall or you can get it up and roll print like my son likes to do and tear them apart and put them on your wall you can do that you know what i mean you put it on it lasts one day but they actually have some other cool things too you can put it like in metal frames and stuff like that i have this guy that does metal shop and he does some cool stuff with it you can put it on wood which i think is really cool so i give people check it out uh, i think if you also go on there use the our our code it's which is uh, vsp15 you can get 15 percent off of um what a deal you buy there yep also keep a lookout for it on variety sports network you can go on there on our, their twitter account or facebook account uh do really quick to sign up and they're doing a giveaway for a t-shirt like you can get old school t-shirts like i went on there and looked at some niners stuff some raiders stuff they had some really cool stuff yeah, they're really there. cool t-shirts the a's one i was looking at too uh i always like like old old a's type of memorabilia for our Titans and uh, Memphis Tigers fans out there. They also have a few things out there. I saw more Oilers things, but uh, some stuff out there as well. So again, you go on there, use the code VSP15 for 15%. Uh, check it out. And again, I didn't even know about this other than just kind of seeing them occasionally on Twitter a little bit. But when I took the time to go on their website, it does got some pretty cool stuff on there for some reasonable prices. So uh, be sure to check them. High quality uh, stuff. High quality stuff. I agree. So, and I think if you actually say that Fat Boy Fadeaway sent you, they, maybe we'll they get a little you. kickback. I think you will get nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> you might get a you might get a you might get a big woohoo and uh, take a hike. But anyways, if you say we'll that, we'll give right, you a we'll give you a round of applause. I will give you a hug. visit. Row one. <laughs> I'm a hugger. I'll give you a hug. That's what happens. So, anyways, check out Row One Brand there. All right, let's take a quick little break. There, we'll be back with the NFL. All right, we're back here, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Joining you here, Variety Sports Network. Um, all right, Tyler, NFL preseason. Let's get into it a little bit. We want to take the NFL some different directions here on the podcast. As you know, our first time talking about it this year. 
I think so. I think this is usually the time around that we kind of start to talk a little bit about it. We're obviously kind of still a little bit more focused on baseball a little bit. Me, you aren't the biggest uh, training camp guys in the world. So we feel like there's enough sea loos in the world out there and see how I guess we did some draft stuff too. We do some draft stuff. I listen to the podcast. So I listen to those guys' podcasts and that helps me out. That gives me enough NFL just listening to those podcasts about it. Yesterday, I listened to Let's Be Real, got all the NFC South information I needed. I'm ready to go for the draft on that. Learned about Michael Thomas. Maybe he'll be, maybe he'll play for the first time in eight years. No, it's kidding. <laughs> so, anyways, good to talk some NFL here. Brian Johnson, this segment's for you, buddy. All right. So, let's start right out right with your Niners. Baby. We got to go with your Niners. Lance, he did look pretty good. They air it out first <laughs> right away, and he, get, he connects, gets the big touchdown play, comes down later. And the second quarter throws another touchdown pass. Looks good doing it. No, he only and, threw one. Oh, who am I thinking? Maybe it was a different guy that threw that one. It kind of looked like him. No, it wasn't him. Wait, well, okay, let me – is the first one that went for 70 yards, right? That was Trey. Today that was Trey. Trey. And then, okay, so maybe I'm, mis- I'm, I'm obviously mistaken. <laughs> so that was the one uh, I'm thinking of where he threw a deep bomb. Everybody got excited about the hype machine starts off right away. He did look good, though, overall on that pass. What are your thoughts on the Niners uh, right away in the first preseason game? Um, the offense is going to be tough to stop. With Peter – I mean, as long as – if Trey Area is – Trey Area, what the hell am I calling him? If Trey, uh, Trey Lance is better – I'm losing my mind. If Trey Lance is better than Jimmy Garoppolo and, like, a lot better, this offense is going to be nuts. With Debo, IU, Jennings – and there's Danny Gray kid who I talked about with Jason Fearman on I Am Him, which has been disbanded for a couple months. He's there. They got weapons everywhere. And then Eliza Mitchell and then Trey's own legs he uses a weapon. And then you have Kyle Shanahan's play calling. And I didn't even mention Kittle, who's probably the best all-around tight end in the game. And then you have the fullback and Juice, who can be used as a weapon. I just... I think that, and then the O line is the only question mark up the middle with their guards and center. They're inexperienced. What the fuck is going on? Hey, so Tyler, hold on. They were four for five. He was four for five yesterday with 92 yards. And the only thing what I noticed, I didn't, I didn't watch the whole game, but I just saw the highlights. Obviously, five plays. That was all I needed yeah. to see. But he did look the pocket. He had a nice run. Yeah, it looked like his pocket awareness was pretty good for the most part. I kind of looked for that. That's really the only thing I really looked for, like, in the, the, the beginning with quarterbacks. Like, I remember yeah, like, I when I looked at Derek Carr, like, he's obviously – I think Lance could be better than Derek Carr, but I'm using Derek Carr as my example because the Raiders had terrible quarterbacks for years. And I was like, oh, Carr actually has decent pocket awareness. Like, he – you know what I mean? Like, that's a first step into being somewhat good. So, I thought that was good to see there. Like you said, the bomb throws, that will open up the field that the Niners didn't have with Jimmy G, obviously – and the ability to make, uh, hopefully, make play, extend plays out of the pocket. And that's obviously where dangerous things happen as well. Uh, sometimes for the offense, but usually for the defense in those situations. So, Tyler, I feel like with the Niners, too, real quick, if you look at their offseason, it kind of felt like a bad offseason. Like, they lost guys, right? They, lo- they lose Mac a little bit. You have the Jimmy G scenario going on. You have the Debo thing going on. You know what I mean? You're kind of like, and then you lose the offensive coordinator, but then you start training camp and it's like, oh, I actually feel pretty good. You know what I mean? You got the rookie quarterback and it's like, right, maybe it was because the Giants are playing so bad. I don't know, but it feels like they're on the, the, the up a little bit here. Yeah, the Niners offseason was a lot about nothing, really. Yeah. Other than like Mac leaving. 
the offensive coordinator left, but Shanahan does most of that. Jimmy G, Trey things was going to figure itself out eventually, and they just decided, Jimmy, you're going to sit on the bench and not even practice. And then Debo eventually got his contract while he did cause a lot of drama, which was deservedly so. Like, you could be worried. Like, it could have turned into the A.J. Brown thing. But he's back, and he's dynamic. So the Niners looking good NFL preseason. Like I said, like it is still I mean, preseason. It, it matters, but it doesn't matter. Like it's yeah, weird exactly. to say. It just doesn't matter that much. Um, so like, because like for me, like the the biggest thing for, for for going to preseason games and watching is the offense could look as good as they do, but to me, it's the first team defense doesn't usually play at all. Yeah. Usually, and so like, I mean, they're all NFL players, but usually first team defenders are different. So. <laughs> I would think that's going to make it. So that's my point. I think it'll make a big difference here come that way. All right. I wanted to kind of get into uh, also the hard knocks thing. They're doing that. Are you going to, do you have HBO? Do you watch any of that? I do, but I don't really tune into stuff. Okay. So yeah, the hard knocks thing. drama to me. It is a little bit. I do. The Lions are an interesting team for them to pick because Dan Campbell seems like the perfect hard knocks. Psychopath. (laughs) I don't think he is quite so much. I think he's not as much, but. As, as we kind of give on, give on because of the kneecap thing, but yeah, I think he actually is a good coach and like, he's just emotional with the way he does things, but he's a perfect coach for hard knocks. Like he just is like, you know what I mean? Like he's just like got that, always that fiery speech. He's going to be doing pushups with the team. So I look forward to kind of checking him out. I haven't watched the first one yet, but I did check out a little bit of the like first 10 minutes. And so uh, I'm going to get, I'll be watching that a little bit more. All right. NFL, uh, preseason uh, moments I wanted to get into like overall we kind of talked about like the preseason is not that great but sometimes there are things that happen in the preseason that actually we're like whoa that actually mattered or didn't matter but it could be a player's performance maybe something that happened in a game overall preseason I'll let you go first what are some like preseason moments you remember uh overall good let me bring you back to 2002 Steve Spurrier's first game is a Washington Redskins coach. I played the Niners at the Hall of Fame game, and they kicked this shit out of the Niners. Mariuki, who's the Niners coach at the time, pretty low-key. After the game is pissed. He's like, I don't know why they're throwing it up 38-7. to It's preseason. We have four more of these because you get five games if you do the Hall of Fame game back then. Yeah. And he goes, and then they he goes, and then he ends the press conference with. We'll see who kicks whose ass in week six. And the Niners ended up whooping their butt. And it's just something I remember happening in the preseason. Yeah, like, Do you remember the quarterback of, the, of Washington then? Sage Rosenfelds. Wow, what a name. They throw out there. Um, all right, I got that one. Do you got another one too? Yeah, I got another Niner one. Um, right. Jared Haynes Mania. When the Australian rugby player came, oh yeah, the oh, there's always turner. a signing like that. Everybody had his drugs. Like, what the hell is going on? This guy, a preseason punt returner. Yeah. That was just a that was just a money grab by the Niners on that one. That's all <laughs> the that beautiful, one. the beautiful marketing. Let's get the get the Australia market down there. All right, I have a few. The the, the Doug Flutie uh, kick. Remember the preseason? Oh, I think yeah, he bounces yeah, it and it kicks it. That was kind of a big deal. Is that preseason. Had. I believe that was. I don't think. I don't think. I thought it was week seventeen to end his career. Or maybe he did it twice. <laughs> maybe that did end his career. The preseason kick. <laughs> That's what did it. <laughs> so you yeah, had that on there. I remember Ocho Cinco doing the field goal as well with the Patriots. I remember that. <laughs> he allowed to do that as well. That was a big deal. 
I remember the Browns in 2016 going 4-0 and then going 0-6 oh, yeah. in the regular season. So you talk about preseason, does it matter at all? It means nothing. There you go. And I've been to a few preseason games with the Raiders. So nothing's worse. Like just don't Was that, so Can we bring back an old story of ours when we went to the Niner Raider preseason game and we didn't even get in the parking lot? Oh my gosh, that was horrible. Yeah, that might be the we should have said that is that's the worst, worst story. That's the worst. So we're going to the story of my life. So the Niners used to play at Candlestick. We're going on the freeway there. And if anybody's been to Candlestick, you know it's a nightmare it's a getting show. in and out. And we get in there, it's a Raiders Niners preseason game. And we're getting off the exit. And there's a one-way lane to get off on the exit over there. And my dad's driving the whole way up and people keep cutting off other people because they're driving down and doing the old cutoff. And my dad and I and Tyler and Casey were just like, oh, man, this is ridiculous. We were using curse words. We were, refer- we were referring to it as things we should not be referring to it as. And we get in there. We saw the things. The best part is Bob was okay with it at the moment. It was not out. <laughs> and then we make it into the parking lot, and it was halftime. And we were there an hour and a half before the game even freaking started. I just remember us driving in and seeing the fireworks go up before the game. I was, and then hearing it on the radio. And my dad's like, and I was like, Dad, let's just go home. He's like, Yeah, we're gonna head out. And we just headed over there. So yeah, that was a great preseason story uh, moment. Other couple ones here. Titans punter. I remember him doing the. I looked that up. The sixty-four yard return. And once I saw that, I didn't remember that. It was a fake play at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I remember that. Out for the a return there. Antonio Brown with the Raiders. Just the weirdest preseason of no no preseason games ever. <laughs> play the preseason. <laughs> I just was thinking that. And then of course injuries. Michael Vick, Trent Green, Broken and Jordy life. Nelson stand out to me. Just the Jordy Nelsons to me, I just kind of remember as, as well. So little preseason moments there I kind of remember uh, for people that matter. So Tyler, uh, the last thing here NFL-wise. Well, I, then I got one more preseason yeah, yeah. thing that's currently going on. Okay, the Ravens it. have won 21 straight preseason football games. Does it mean anything? No. But is it a, impressive that they've won 21 straight? That's pretty have impressive. Have they played yet already? Yeah, they won. They're one and zero in week one. I think it starts to matter at this point. Yeah, it starts mattering. You're gonna tune in to watch. I might tune in. I might tune in. I might get the package. The NFL, whoever their third string quarterback is, can he pull it off? Could you imagine the NFL using? They, they'd probably be so good they could turn that into a marketing tool. Da 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 Breaking news: We're gonna host an NBC Sunday night game with the, they get the fourth teamers. They're all jacked up. Like I can see the NFL pulling that out. Michaels is doing the game. <laughs> That's five straight years and one week That's this week. Crazy That's though. unbelievable. I always think it's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. I, I always think it's unbelievable that you used to do six games. That's uh, <laughs> I remember watching the uh, what's that movie? I should have known it before that, but that Invincible movie with uh, kind of that cheesy one with uh, um, Nepal, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. And then, <laughs> And then the guy's like, you're 0-6 in the NFL preseason. I was like, whoa, it's six. They <laughs> played six games. Good God. Like, Get a life. Get a life. All right. All right. Let's do a little QB draft here to end it here, NFL segment. For all NFL fans out there, uh, hopefully this is a little little taste. We haven't done much uh, recently. So we'll get more into maybe divisions as uh, we still have got three weeks before uh, regular season starts here. So, all right. Um and there's some guys I saw on the Variety Sports Network. They're big Niner fans. We should have them on there to talk when we do Niners too. Getting Jason on with them. He's from England. He does a podcast. England. Yeah, they do a Niner show, and I thought that would be awesome to have. You know, just a different. You talk about a different perspective. 
you know, yeah. that would be a different way of watching football. So that would be, I thought that'd be cool to have them on. Anyways, check out their podcast on the Variety Sports Network. All right, so here we go. Top QB draft. Let's do, let's do top eight or maybe top 10. We'll kind of throw a little shout out there. So let's do five picks. We'll go quick. Tyler, not snake draft, just conventional. You get first pick. Go. I'll take Brady until he retires. You're taking Brady until he retires. All right. I'm taking, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes second. No doubt about it. All right. I'll go Herbert. See, I wasn't sure if you were going to go Herbert or Allen. And that was the kind of that was. Kind of See, uh, can I get into an Allen's? Because Allen's overrated. He completes 63% of his passes, 15 interceptions last year, eight fumbles. Yeah, he puts up, I think his fantasy like stature makes him like because he rushes for 700 yards, which is, does help you get first downs. I just don't yeah. think he's as good as people think he is. He's like rated. Some people think he's the best quarterback in the league, and it's just wild. Well, I'm going to make it harder because I'm going to take Mahomes. So I'll take Mahomes. You already took you got... Mahomes. Oh, I th- oh, yeah, that's right. I was thinking I took. <laughs> I was thinking I took somebody else. I got Mahomes and Mahomes. Uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to double up on Mahomes. I'm going to take his brother. I'm going to take his brother. <laughs> Jackson? This is his wife. You got good TikTok stuff. followers. Yeah, he does. All right, anyways, I'll take Mahomes and then I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Allen. So I got Allen and Mahomes. I'm good with that. I'll you go Rodgers. I kind of figured you'd go him next. All right, so you got a good team with Brady or uh, Herbert Rogers. Rogers. I mean, you do too with Mahomes and Allen. Yeah, this one gets a little trickier, yep. I guess, at this point, right? I guess, There's I'm a lot of preference get, now. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you go Stafford. I'm not the biggest Stafford guy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Burrow at this point. So I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go Burrow. So I got Burrow. Uh, I got Mahomes. I got Allen. So I got the young guys. You got Brady. You got. Uh, you got Rodgers. Uh, you got Brady Herbert, you got another young guy. I'll, go, you I'll go the Niner killer and I'll take Russell Wilson. Still going Wilson then, huh? All right. I like that. Um, I mean, some of the rankings when I saw Stafford, Car, Lamar, Kyler. Like when I saw Zach Carr ahead Carr. of Wilson on a few of these, it, it blew my mind. Who? Like when I saw Carr ahead of Wilson on some of the rankings, people are like, losing their mind on Derek Carr. Yeah, what is the deal with that? What? What is the what is the deal? And I'm a Raiders fan, and I'm just shocked on how much people are loving Derek Carr. It doesn't bit. make sense. Um, all right, it. I'm gonna take. It's gonna be kind of a weird choice. I think I'm gonna take Kyler Murray. I think I'm gonna go Murray still. It's a little bit of a shocker, but I'm gonna go Kyler Murray uh, as the eighth quarterback here. Who are you getting? Or my my pick here. My last pick. Your last pick here. So I overall. have Stafford rated the highest, but I don't want Stafford. Come on. Lamar. <laughs> we don't want Stafford. <laughs> I'll take I'll take Lamar. Oh, that's Watson. what I was getting. Maybe I'll go Watson. I'll go Deshaun Watson. He wasn't even on my list. Why would you take Watson? He's not even gonna play. <laughs> when he does play, he's the best of these guys. Uh car. I think I well, if you're gonna do that, then obviously I'll take uh I'll probably take uh, is it Prescott? Maybe I take two. I'll take Lamar Jackson if you're going to take uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. So I'll go. Can we get into a take? I don't think we've had. I got Burrow. Hold on. I got Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Jackson. That's good. That's good top five. Right there. I'm going to go with those five quarterbacks. Who was your last pick? Uh, Jackson. Out of. Uh, that's, a, that's who I would have taken. Yeah. We rip on Jackson all the time, but he is good. Like, yeah, he is. We rip on him at a, like. At the elite like, level. Yeah, exactly. Like Derek Carr, Derek Carr shouldn't be ahead of him. 
Like some, like I said, some of these rankings, people have Derek Carr ahead of them. I just feel like Derek Carr is like, I love Derek Carr, but I'm just like, man. No, you don't. Don't lie to yourself. What I'm saying is I love Derek Carr for who, like, he is as a per, like, what he is. Like, like we said, when we first got him, he's an upgrade overall. But it's kind of like the Jimmy G thing. Like, he made you, he's going to take you so far, right? There's, there's that, it kind of, uh, let's go. Like, and you guys made NFC championship games with him. We haven't even made AFC. Exactly. So that's where I'm at with Derek Carr there. So it's to me, it's shocking to see him in these top 10 rankings there overall. Hey, I think we should move on here from the NFL. Let's keep it going here. Would you rather have Dak or Carr? We did this. I'd rather, I'd rather have, uh, I think I said I'd rather have Carr. We never did it. I think I said I'd rather have Carr. Okay. Um, All right. Let's keep, let's go on to the the next thing here. Um, Moved on from the NFL quickly here. Tyler, your Jeter thing. We would, we were talking about the captain, the show there a little bit. It was kind of an interesting documentary. I miss I missed some of the some of the episodes. I got to catch up on like I think like three of them. Um, but it is kind of it was actually a pretty good deep dive on just the, the Yankees baseball at that time. What, what's your thoughts on it? It was a great show, very entertaining. I enjoyed it. I all the baseball should market like as far as like who he is um he's overrated let me first start with the good parts about him good hitter hall of famer i'm not saying he's not a hall of famer but the guy's overrated he's he's craig bold statement there cotton he's craig biggio with big moments yeah he he has the the flip versus the a's i always like to bring that up first which probably isn't his biggest moment but you're an a's fan so have that. That's not as big as the Orioles. All right. The diving into the stand sketch, the 2001 home run, Mr. November, the 3000 pit home run, and then the last home game walk off it. But other than that, Craig Vizio has been just as productive. He he played three positions. He played catcher, second base, center field, was gold glove level at all of them. Derek Jeter's gold gloves are all perception based. He was like a brick wall. He'd make the play, but he wouldn't get to anything for really as far as the metrics go. I didn't like, they're pretty much similar. He's Craig B. Evening played on the Yankees. So he won. So that was the pot. Those are the, those were the, the little positives. And then those were the, the, the negatives. On and then we here. got into my negatives. But first of all, the show though, I thought was awesome. Though. The, show the show itself. was great. Shows he's, he's a great player, but Craig Beasley is a great player too. He, but he's not like this elevated, like A-Rod's way better than Derek Jeter. I mean, Craig Beasley is a Hall of Famer too. I know. I said they're Hall, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm not saying he's not a Hall of Famer. But people don't look at them as the same. Yeah, they both were five-time Silver Slug Award winners. Jeter was five-time Gold Glove. Uh, if you was look four. at the advanced metric, he should have won none. Well, the big thing was is that he played in New York, obviously. He won, won the world. He won five World Series in New York, three of them in a row. I think that's the biggest deal. And he was clutch in the playoffs. He had the yeah, Danny Mayer. Like he had the Danny Mayer. Aubrey Huff. And yeah. He, had the Danny he was a pain in the ass because the thing that Jeter would do, I remember against the A's, is he would just fight off pitches and then get a little single to right field to keep a rally going. Like, he was – he just always he made was, the right – He's a Hall of Famer. I'm not yeah, like, and that was what it is. So I, I hear you, though. He has a little – he's overrated in the sense of, like, being one of the all-timers. But I think now – it feels like people are starting to put him in a little bit more perspective as he's getting a little bit 
like older. Like it seems like they love them, but now it's like, okay, we are looking at the numbers and like they're doing a little bit what you're doing there. So um, yeah, I feel like this captain thing, people have been like, oh my God, I forgot how unbelievable he was the well, best he, player. You are ever. underrating how clutch he was. I mean, there is a reason no, I called him one of the you, you are, you are underrated. You're not giving him I enough love he's for a, he's Craig, yeah, you mentioned it. That's the biggest part. Of, you are. That is the no, biggest part. About I brought up that he had big moments. Yeah, exactly. You brought it up. That is what Derek Jeter is good. That's what made him clutch. Is like he always came up in the big spot and usually delivered with a hit. It's usually what he did. It felt like whenever his team needed a little base hit, he was able to provide it. Even if it was a walk, he was able to provide it. Mets in the World Series. So was he said. worse than normal in unclutch situations? He was a little bit worse than normal. I'd say that he struggled a lot early in seasons. I remember, I remember that was always a big deal with him. Remember April and May. I remember he'd struggle a lot. Um, I remember that being a big deal with him. He wouldn't struggle a lot. Um, All right. So Derek Jeter, check that out. That's actually really good stuff. ESPN does put out some good, like little docu-series like that uh, here. So I'm glad we got a chance to talk about that. And I think you are right. The Jeter is overrated though, in the national standpoint because of the New York Yankee part. But I mean, yeah, you can compare him to Craig Biggio, but at the end of the day, like he's got five worlds. You know what I mean? Like it's just like he played on loaded teams. They weren't like average teams that he was carrying. Don't you think it's gonna be like the Lillard fan base towards like Curry at the end of the day, kind of maybe in a sense like that? Like, wait, look at who he played. You know, like I just feel like you can make these comparisons, but like he's gonna have the he's gonna have the hardware to talk basically more so. I think I think Curry's stats are better than Lillard still, but uh, maybe. I mean, Jeter got over 200 hits, like, what does it look like, at least eight times? I mean, that's pretty good. He got led the league twice with 219. He, he led had 3,465 hits. He would, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what, what I mean. he did. He hit single. His OPS was 81. That's a B-minus player. He had over 20 home runs twice. Got He hit 18. Ooh, that's, that, that's not a good stat. He hit 18, 19 a that's handful of times. In the, yeah, in he, that he era. hit him a handful of times. He walked quite a bit. Yeah, I hear yeah, His batting average was always pretty high on base. Pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, let's go to our final segment here. Good, bad, ugly from the white, uh, from the week. Last episode here, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports, episode 99 here. Tyler, let's go here. Last part, we'll wrap it up. Good, bad, ugly for the week. Uh, I'll, I'll, go good, I'll go good to start. Uh, I, got, I got DeGrom. Judge, Dylan Cease, baseball. They're just playing out of their mind. DeGrom and Dylan Cease, many people probably don't know who he is. He's got 14 games in a row with one hit, giving up one run or zero one runs. Hit. One hit, run run or zero runs. So pretty good. That's my good for the week. What do you got? Um, my good football is back. As, as much as preseason has matter, football is good for views, good for everybody's soul, except for the people taking the hits. But the people watching it. Football's back, and I'm excited. All right, keep it going. What's your bad for the week? Preseason football sucks. <laughs> it's just, yeah. We probably wrote that in one second. All right, good. Okay, what's going to be ugly? NFL preseason fans. <laughs> the ugly is the ticket prices of these preseason. No, my ugly is cut That's it's funny. That needs to be mentioned more than that. We already talked about that. All right, this yeah. is what I got. I went a little, a little different with this. The bad is the Warriors having to play in Japan to start out the preseason. I don't like these road trips where they have to play in other countries to start the they season. They did it like, two years ago. We're going to come ago. back fatigued. And I, don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't like that. I know they're playing in LA. 
<laughs> I know they got the I know they got the sponsor. That's that's Japan base. I know play is a big deal there, but you know, I get a little worried about this. You know, they're only gonna have three days of training camp, and then they're gonna go to Japan for two weeks. They're gonna come back on ring night, get destroyed probably by LeBron and Draymond's friend. It was just gonna get. I don't know. I'm a little worried about ring uh, about the little. Ring who trip. cares? It's one game. They lose one game. They're playing two in Japan, and I'm a little worried if they. I'm a little worried about the what's gonna happen after there. So. Um, I'm kind of being a little a little kiddy about that, but you get my point. All right. To me, that's the bad thing for the week. Uh, all right, my ugly Chris Sale, <laughs> ready the head, riding the bike. You can't get those bike injuries. They're tough. You can't be riding those bikes. Uh, broke a wrist. So Chris Sale, the ugly for the week. Look it up, people. Also, I my theory is they did injure it, pulling down, break, destroying that locker room a few weeks ago, and then he probably just you know maybe just kind of like was fixing his bike and hurt his wrist or something like that. They had to make the story. No, just kidding. I, I actually heard he got I bet he probably did something after he did so terrible in that start. But he, he probably not did hurt something. Pro one, and then maybe hit something, and it wasn't on camera, and he's like, oh, I can do And that's what I'm talking about. I think something like that happened. So, I don't um, think he fell off a bike. Those stories always come to be not true. Like, What was it with oh, Jeff Kent? He had the truck. What was that Jeff Kent? He was washing the car or something? <laughs> Washing his truck, he breaks his wrist or something like that, right? Or something. And then we have why would you Monte- lie about that? You're allowed to wash your car. Like- well, Monte Ellis is the famous one. I feel like around here with the moped. The moped. The moped signs his contract. And then what do you get? Broke his ankle or something like that. Like, yeah. Oh, that was such a bad time as a Warriors fan. Gosh, that was such a bad time, Monte. That was so- That changed oh. his whole career. And Chris Mullen had to find him. Like, I know he didn't even want to do that. Like, it was like in the ownership, like Chris Mullen was like, no, we don't want to do that. And the ownership forced him because it was not wake up at the time. Yeah, that was a that was a weird deal, that moped with Monte deal. Um I, I the thing I remember about that is the first game back, he came back just loaded with tattoos. I was like, man, there's a whole new guy. What the hell? Yeah, this isn't like he didn't just slowly build up. He went from none to like two sleeves. We hadn't seen him in like a long time. Uh and he always warmed up with long sleeve shirts, as people remember, right? When he played preseason, if you ever saw him like at a warm up at a practice, he always wore long sleeve shirts. Um, all right. Why don't we uh, end the podcast there again? Uh, excited to be joining Variety Sports Network. Uh, probably going to be doing some different things along the way with it here. Maybe changing the way our, uh, our format here, the way it's visually looking. Hopefully we're mixing some things up there. Hopefully be able to check this out on Spotify and Apple and some different things like that as well. But we'll of course be here on YouTube as well. Tyler episode 99 in the books, my friend looking forward to episode 100. We'll reflect back on some of the episodes beforehand. The celebration bitches. <laughs> a little celebrate. I got a little Twitter message. I celebrated two years on Twitter. I was like, that's not a celebration. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, who cares? Two years on Twitter. Whatever. You know, that's like, whatever. I was like, yeah, in my head. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny. I was like, oh, my grandfather would be rolled over in his grave. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? If I told him. Yeah, loser, get off of Twitter. I get off my lawn. All right. Uh, with that said, we're going to get off the air here. Happy to be part of Variety Sports Network. Check us out there. Uh, looking forward to T next week, episode 100. We'll see you then. Peace. Hey, you can find us on something stretch. Monday, Monday, yep. Yep, that as well. All right, later. Peace.